At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Welcome into Hour 2 of v Final Countdown live from the South Point Sportsbook. I love how just even in the opening, it was unintentional, but you could still see just the gravestone of my circus survivor hopes and dreams just sitting there. It's gone. All gone. My life is over. Those two thousand one dollar bills you're never going to get. Oh, back. what a donation! Because Circa totally needed it. It's fine. Any Hooser uh, wanted to wrap up real quickly our thoughts on Teaser mm-hmm. Tuesday because there's one game that we didn't get the chance to get to. And interesting situation this week, by the way. We have two Monday night games. Um, one of which is in that two and a half point range. though. Philadelphia Eagles, a two and a half point favorite, taking on our Minnesota Vikings. But this is a this is like your two babies going head to head on Monday night. How are you feeling? Sports talk radio for like 30 seconds go for there it. there should be two Monday night games every month I would love it because here's the problem is you have to you have to load that early window with like nine games and then there's only four in the afternoon window and this is like this is, I have so many, I have a TV that just sits there sometimes all lonely in the afternoon window because there's not even a game to put on that one of the TVs because mm, it's like all of the, because of the all of the games in the early window but we could solve this. There's a remedy for this. We could just do two Monday night games, and then we could take one of the games out of the early window, and you move it to Monday yeah. night. Bam. Solved. Talk to the TV people. Problem solved. Also, that's going to make our show next Monday very fun. Yes, it's going so, to be incredibly fun. Looking but, forward to that. So this is ahead. a teaser like if you want to go with this one. I mean, this one seems this one seems fairly obvious as well. I mean, if I was going to bet the Vikings at three, which I did, 
as three-point dogs when this was still sitting at the flat three. I would certainly be enticed to get them into a teaser at either eight or eight and a half that you can find right now. This is on the move, though, because the Vikings certainly looked really good there in week one. So there's already one and a half starting to show out there rest of country. So if you do want to do this, definitely start to kind of see if there's a dance partner you want to get going with this one in a teaser leg. But both of these teams, if you kind of take a look at how things played out, pretty good, you know, all all things considered. Jalen Hurts, actually the number three graded passer in week one, according to Pro Football Focus. So they really liked what he did out there as a passer, even more than even more than what he did as a runner, which he was incredibly dynamic with his legs, of course, but he was, he, they really, really liked what he did as a passer. So for me, and then Kirk Cousins graded out in the top half as well. So I, I think this is a, a pretty good opportunity. It's a little bit higher of a total than we would typically like, but that being said, I'm, I don't know if I don't like the under in this game, if we're being honest. Okay. I mean, like as much as the Eagles as much as the Eagles want to run, as much as Jalen Hurts does take off and run as well. And then with the Vikings, it was just such an incredibly efficient offense. And we that's one of the things I think people don't realize from a total perspective, too, that sometimes if you're so incredibly efficient passing the ball, the clock still runs the whole time as well, right? I mean, it's like it's one of those things where we, we always talk about all oh, these teams, they run, 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 so the clock's just going to continue running. Well, th- that can happen for these incredibly mm-hmm. efficient passing offenses as They're, well. That's one of the... Three highest totals on the board this week, too. Thursday night football being the highest. And then the Cardinals-Raiders game and Vikings-Eagles right there behind at 50 and a half is where that total is set. Um, We'll talk a lot more about those Mm -hmm. teams a little bit later on in the hour because we're going to do some our power rankings of where we see these NFL teams right now, our top tens lay it out for you. Um, We'll also have Terrell Julian, orthopedic surgeon at Kaiser Permanente, give us his understanding of how a number of these significant injuries around the NFL could impact their time to get back on the field, which of course, for our perspective has involvement on Mm -hmm. how we might bet certain games, but now it's time for contender or pretender. And I want to look at a few teams that either over or underachieved, and if we think they are who we thought they were, and they're a contender, or they're not. So let's start with the Los Angeles Rams, who obviously had a very rough opening performance on Thursday night against the Buffalo Bills, who are favored to win this year's Super Bowl. So it's not like they were going up against a bad team by any means. The Rams also didn't play anybody in preseason, which we've seen throughout the course of week one has been a trend that those teams that didn't really play a lot of players had more of an uphill battle here in week one contender or pretender, the defending Super Bowl champs. I think we're still looking from a contender standpoint. Cause again, I understand the Seahawks won last night. The Seahawks still are not going to win very many games. They shouldn't have won last night. They got it. You know, they held on, but they're not going to win very many games. <laughs> the lone NFC West team yeah. to get a win. Seriously, what are we doing? <laughs> I know. I know the Cardinals are no good. Like they're not any good either. They're going to lose enough games just before Deandre Hopkins even gets back before, for them to kind of be out of contention too. So really it comes down to just the Rams and the Niners. And while I do think that the Niners have a, a pretty decent ceiling here, I'm just projecting, right? Like I'm guessing because we don't really know a hundred percent what we have in Trey Lance. We continue to say this over and over again, but I mean, there's, it, it seems like the opinion is just, Oh, he'll be, he'll get it right. It'll be fine. Don't worry about him. Like, you know, it, it, he'll be fine. We don't really know that. Right. I mean, like we're just, again, this is all us just projecting and, and assuming things here. So I think when it's all said, none, it kind of just de facto leaves us back with the Rams. Right. I mean, it just leads us back to this Ram squad that I think you could ask Matt Stafford, if you were, you know, like, Hey man, 
Look, I ain't gonna tell nobody. Just tell, just tell, yeah, tell me the truth. You were really, really rusty out there, right? And he'd probably, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty rusty. And when you do that, you kind of fall back into your, into your, and what, what's his comfort zone? Throwing a Cooper Cup, right? I mean, literally just drop back every time and threw the Cooper Cup, like every single time. And so they'll get it going with Allen Robinson. He'll get it going with some of the other guys out there as well. When Van Jefferson comes back, that's going to help with the offense as well. So I, I think contender for sure. So obviously a Super Bowl team has not repeated since the Patriots did it mm-hmm. um, in the early 2000s. They're Odds, though, have lengthened from 12 to 1 to 15 to 1, while in the division, they've shortened to just even money now. Um, but long term, like, is this a good buy low opportunity, potentially considering the next two opponents that the Rams face are the Falcons and Cardinals, and that's likely just going to shrink again? I mean, this would be a. If you were to want to. Right. It's probably going to be about as good as you're, as you're going to get. I mean, you're getting a half a win as well, right? And I mean, I think if you were, if you were bullish on the over on the Rams anyway, you probably weren't thinking that the Bills was like a win right. on the schedule, right? right? So, like, you you gained a half a win by them losing a game that they were, you know, again. Probably going to lose. Going to lose anyway, Anyways, right? Yeah. And so, if you were bullish on that, then I think that's certainly a way to look at the squad. Okay, I'm going to skip over 49ers contender or pretender because we talked enough about them over the past 24 hours. How about those Cincinnati Bengals? I can tell you this. This is a bet that is got in my account this morning. So um, I took Cincinnati to win the AFC North at plus three thirty, and Ooh, good number. yeah. And so it is. Look, here's the thing: when you look at this entire, you look at this entire division, they're as good as any of the other teams in this division for sure. I, I mean, it's if you look at what you saw from the Ravens, and like you know, from an offensive perspective. It was just like it was just okay. They didn't really have to do anything. And and with the losses, I think it's much, much more concerning with the losses they have that two more starters go down for this Ravens team again in week one. I mean, this team just cannot get over this. And I understand that they got big plays from the receiving core, but that was again against the Jets. And I I truly believe that when this team gets up against some some pretty quality defenses, which I think Cincinnati is going to be able to put some corners out there on Duvernay and and certainly slow him down, which made him look like a made him look like an All Pro this past week. Like, like Devin, Devin Duvernay, like became like wide receiver one for this Ravens squad. I, I think that this this division came down to two teams, Ravens and Bengals, and I was getting three thirty on them. I thought this price was as good as you're going to get, and it's the other reason I think it's as good as you're going to get too is. I, there's a, there is at least a decent chance that if this offensive line kind of gels here mm-hmm. in week two, that they just boat race the Cowboys. Well, and that's, that's like, what it'll all come yeah. down to. And there was obviously an established belief coming into the season that they were going to be significantly upgraded in that area. So once they come together, ideally yeah. that's the, and, and you know, look, maybe it just there. took, maybe it just takes a game, like of real play. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the, you can only do so much in training. You know, you can only do yeah. so much in training camp, so well, much. And that's like a that's group. Cool. That's a group, yeah. right? Like you have to play together. Mm-hmm. So they have to figure those things out. Uh, another team I think is interesting is the Green Bay Packers here. Like, do we chalk this up to, hey, well, the Packers week one, we kind of know what to expect. They lost 38 to three to New mm-hmm. Orleans in week one, a season ago, 27 to three, the loss week one this year. Um, will Russ, I mean, sorry, will uh, Aaron Rodgers and these receivers figure things out offensively and on the defensive end as well? My biggest concern here with this squad really and truly is like, if if the one thing that Aaron Rodgers was preaching in the offseason was like, hey, we're going to put the best 11 that we have out there. And that's, I want some familiarity with these guys and, 
you know, any of that stuff. Alan Lazard was the only receiver where that was the case, right? I mean, like, I guess you could consider Randall Cobb being one of those guys, but again, he's complete dust. I mean, there's nothing left of this guy. I love that every time that we brought up Randall Cobb, like, Dust. Yes, and, like, that done. is, that I mean, is like, the immediate yes, word. He is he is just dead man walking <laughs> out there. Like I mean, like he has got nothing left to contribute to the NFL. And so Lazard was the dude. Like he was the guy that's like, okay, well, at least he's got Lazard out there, and maybe you can break in one of these rookies and and it won't be that big of a deal. Well, we don't know if Lazard's gonna play here, and we don't know how long it might be before he plays. And Bakhtiari wasn't able to get back out there on the offensive line for them this past week. And is this going to be the week that he can get back out there? I mean, I think there's some real question marks about this team. As of now, until I see it all come together. Pretender. I'm going to leave them in the pretender with the caveat that if everything finally comes all together or whatever, I can I can slide them back into the contender. Well, and think about last season, like how many issues there were for Green Bay, whether it was special teams or defensively or offensive line issues that he just largely took on his shoulders and handled things because he and Devontae Adams had such a yeah. good connection. And he doesn't have that. Um, the numbers are way too – like, you can't bet them 13-1 to win the Super Bowl right now. Like, you just can't do that. I mean, even if it only went from 10-1 to to 13-1, to like, that's – you need a bigger number. All right, we have 30 seconds. I'm going to give you the choice between two teams. Buccaneers, mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs. Who's the contender? Who's the pretender? You have to pick one. The Chiefs are the contender, and the Bucks would be the pretender. That's the way I see it as well. Even though I think they're both contenders, but you made me choose. Ah. You made me choose. You made me choose, and so that would be the way that I went with those two. I'm just saying. Mm. Um, On the other side of the break, we'll actually get an update on the Buccaneers receiver Chris Godwin as well as Dak Prescott and a number of other notable injuries. Dr. Terrell Julian, orthopedic surgeon of Kaiser Permanente, joins us next on VEASAN Final Countdown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do here, including our daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. 
pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl, only $175 or half off the monthly price with an annual subscription. Make you bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options to become part of the sports betting network. And while, you know, we lead that off by saying start your football season on the right foot, Unfortunately, a number of players around the National Football League did not start their season in that way, dealing with significant injuries, which is why we're so happy to bring in Dr. Terrell Julian, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery over at Kaiser Permanente to help us talk through some of these things. Welcome in. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. We are clearly doing a lot better than some other players right now in the NFL, including, of course, Dak Prescott, who just had surgery on his thumb yesterday. Apparently, though, the surgery went better than expected because Jerry Jones is out here saying, hey, I think we're going to get him back on the field within a month. We don't need to put him on the IR. What's your understanding of this injury and how realistic is it to expect a guy that has to grip a football and throw it at the NFL level just a month post-op? Yeah, this might be Jerry being Jerry. So rule of thumb for fractures, no pun intended, is about six weeks for a bone to heal and then some therapy. Not a lot of specifics on this, but when you're talking about plates and screws coupled with deck stating that this was a clean fracture, it really leads you to believe it was a metacarpal fracture. And then when you talk about Jerry Jones saying this was a really successful surgery, this probably occurred at the shaft of the metacarpal as opposed to the base or the uh, joint surface. So this pattern usually does a whole lot better in terms of healing, long-term outcomes, and overall success. And I think we can expect a full recovery. I think four weeks is a little bit ambitious, and that's Jerry being Jerry. I'd expect more about six weeks. Dr. Julian, with something like this, if they do try to get him back out there a little bit too soon, right, is, is what is the risk for re-injury for something like this? So if it's fixed with plates and screws, pretty low risk for re-injury. I think the biggest risk is just him playing poorly, not being able to really grip that ball and zip it the way he normally should. I think if you think back to last year and Russell Wilson, he had that injury, and I think he came back a little too early. I think his play, all, his, his play overall just really diminished, and that might have been a function of him just coming back too early. Yeah, missed three games last season, and he, he was pretty open about that too, that he felt that he came back a little bit too soon. Reigning defensive player of the year, TJ Watt suffered a pectoral injury as well week one and uh, it, it seems like they're, they're not going to have to go through with surgery after all the expectation is about six weeks what's the difference between a full tear and actually needing surgery versus what we understand that happened here with Watt yeah, so a little bit of confusion. I, I know we got a couple of different opinions on this. So these tears, they can be full or partial tears. So the pec major, it's got two muscle bellies, and a player can tear one or both of these muscle bellies. So if both are torn, then surgery is its pretty obvious that's the best option. So if one is torn or partially torn, and the other one's also partially torn, you know, you can really effectively rehab these. You do run the risk of having a full tear and completing it later, and that's going to cause additional missed time. So this is something that you really have to balance. So most athletes do choose to surgically repair these from the onset to speed up the timetable. Yeah, Dr. Julian, that's, I guess that's my question here is, is if you come back for this and it isn't quite fully healed, is it seems like, listen, I don't know if you know this, I've never played one single down in the NFL, nor, have I, ever, nor, nor have I ever been a doctor, <laughs> but, but it seems to me like, you know, something with a peck and playing the position that he plays in defensive line where there's so much physicality and trying to move guys out from, it just seems like that would be something that, that one either would just bother you like yeah. a mug or it would just, or, or you know, re-injury. 
Yeah, Matt, good point. So this is a really rare injury. So only about 10 players had this injury between 2000 and 2012. It's actually increased in the past couple of years. About 63 players had this between 2010 and 2018. As you noted, linebackers, they have the highest instance of this. So this is going to limit his effectiveness no matter what, whether he has surgery or doesn't. You know, if he takes time off and then comes back next year, you'd probably see no drop-off, and that's what we actually see when players take about five months off. But T.J. Watt, you know, is like big brother. He's going to go out there. He's going to give it his all. I think it's just going to limit his effectiveness, and I think you're going to watch him be less effective in terms of the way he's tackling players, wrapping up quarterbacks, and really just being that sort of defensive um just that defensive juggernaut that he is. Is this the type of injury where they could, uh, you know, be given the good stuff before the game and, and maybe it's kind of like numbs it or something like that throughout the course of, of the three hours? You can be given the good stuff. So that good <laughs> stuff is usually a cortisone injection. But the thing about cortisone injections are they actually weaken uh, tendon insertions. So what you have is a weak, partially torn muscle and tendon, and then you give it a cortisone injection, and then you're subjecting it to a little bit more uh, vulnerability. So cortisone injections, yeah, it might really do well for one or two games, but if you're looking at the fact this guy's got 16, 17 more or more games left, it's probably not the best option. I wanted to get your view on Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin because he missed all offseason dealing with an ACL tear, had to have it surgically repaired, and then week one, half one of football, he comes back and already suffers a hamstring injury. And it's well, while we hear that there's no further damage to his knee, it is the same leg that he injured. How concerning is that to have an already compromised leg have another issue here, like an extra strain? Yeah, Stormy, this is something we talked about before, you know, kinetic chain compensation, overcompensation. This was an unfortunate injury. So he was, his surgery was about eight months ago. So he had nearly the full time to recover, which we usually say is about nine months, but he went back to full speed. I, I, you know, you never want to second guess a medical staff, but I think he might've gone back a little early. Second part of your question is how concerned are you? Very concerned because Yes, it was the same leg and, you know, the knee right beside the hamstring. You've got plenty of muscles that uh, sort of cross that joint that are originating from the upper leg. And these these are these are going to be problematic later. When you look at hamstring injuries in general in the NFL, um, they've got about a 25 percent re-injury rate. So that's a norm. That's for, a, you know, a normal person who didn't have you know, an ACL or MCL, when you sort of couple that and you start to stack on all these other issues, it does become a problem. And we're so early on in the season, you know, the Bucks might want to think about just sitting him down, getting him fully up to speed, and then reinserting him, looking at the sort of long-term uh, forecast of their team. You bring up MCLs, Elijah Mitchell, week one, yet another running back for the 49ers going down in week one for them. Looks like it's going to be about two months. Do you agree with that? And then also, what's the effectiveness of coming back? What's kind of the ramp up of coming back for something like this? Yeah, so with these MCL sprains, we sort of grade them one, two, and three, depending on the severity. So the reports out of the camp are that he's going to be out two months. That really suggests this is a grade two type sprain. So grade one, you know, four, six weeks, maybe less. Grade two, right on two months, three is a full tear. So most players, including linemen, you know, they return with the use of a hinge knee brace. Now, if you've ever used one of those hinge knee braces, they're effective in terms of giving you stability, but they're going to really limit what you can and can't do. I do. I expect them to use, again, a running back by committee approach to this, and they've got to really, really bring him along and make sure that he is one of their bell cows for the later part, latter part of the season.
Yes, my 49ers could really use him. I would really appreciate mm -hmm. that, Doc. Uh, we'll switch gears here to a little college football. Throw Quinn Ewers at you. Uh, There's so much excitement about this kid coming out of high school. We didn't get to see him in action a season ago. Now he's with the Texas Longhorns and leads a near upset of the Alabama Crimson Tide, but apparently sprains an SC joint. What does that mean? What's the expectation for a recovery process for something like that? Yeah, this is one of those really odd injuries. So in medicine, you know, we've got diagnoses that are kind of horses and zebras. And, you know, going through training, they always said, look for the horses. Don't worry about the zebras. Horses are a lot more common. So if you look at the way he was injured, it really looked a lot like uh, what happened to Aaron Rodgers uh, in 2017 when he broke his collarbone. That's sort of the most common type injury. The second most common would be an AC joint injury. And that's sort of what happened to uh, Baker Mayfield last year. So Ewers, he had a sternoclavicular injury. He only sprained the capsule, but this is a, it's, it's a very odd injury. It's where the collarbone or clavicle meets the sternum near the midline of the chest. So the cause for concern here is that these need to be 100% or really close to 100% healed because when you risk an injury to the structures that are behind the clavicle, what you're doing is putting all those big vessels, so the carotid artery, your trachea, your esophagus, they're at risk with the dislocation of the clavicle if it dislocates posteriorly. So timeline for him, I think we're looking at about four plus weeks. Mm -hmm. um, I do expect him to come back this season. I expect, uh, you know, I expect him to do some great things. That was a great game he was playing until he got hurt. But this is one of those odd end, odd, odd end injuries that we see. Really appreciate the time. Interesting stuff. Can't thank you enough. Anytime, guys. We'll see you next week. Dr. Terrell Julian, um, really good insight there. And especially like because he says four plus weeks for Quinn Ewers is what that injury typically would need. A lot of reports have said two to three weeks for him. So that's that's significant if you're trying to bring a guy back when he's not ready. You ready for this? I'm ready. Always. Nathaniel Hackett speaking to reporters oh, just God. now. Looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. Wow. We wanted to give him the opportunity to win the game. Would he miss a field goal? You'll always wish. You had gone for Don't it. Don't you so. woulda, shoulda, coulda yeah, me, Nathaniel Hackett. There it is. Shoulda gone for it. I'm yeah. going to take the next two minutes in this break to calm down. It took him 12 hours to figure that out. We'll be right back. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. Mm. You're over here just Should like. Should be horsies. Like we said like when we were in children. horse racing mode. Backslash horsies. Do you remember that video? I think it was like on Barstool or something like that of the guy who's like watching the horse race and he's going like this to be. Listen, oh. listen, do you. Gonna do have you, to get a new read paper. Do you, bet on, do, you bet on, do you bet on the horses? Uh, when I go to them, yes. And like for the big events, like the Belmont Stakes and stuff like that, I do. Yeah. Yes. What about you? Only only Kentucky Derby every year. Only Kentucky Derby? Come on. Got to get in the Preakness. Pretty much. Well, I mean, so. I like the big, the big Quans. If I, if I win any money, which I'm like, oh, for lifetime in winning <laughs> any money on horse racing, then I might like continue to bet the rest of the horse races. But, you know, just <laughs> um, not, not, not very. We went to Del Mar this summer and uh, I lost 
every single race. Yeah. So I was like, okay, clearly this isn't what I'm meant for. I have, I have an infinite negative ROI in horse I racing. I would like to say let's stick to the NFL, but uh, I got done so dirty, um, especially last night with the the Broncos on Monday Night Football. And right before the break, I had to we had to calm down for a moment because you saw a quote from Nathaniel Hackett talking about the decision-making process and how, you know, hindsight, looking back, would love to, you know, have gone for No, but then he like doubles back with it because we listened to the soundbite uh, in the commercial break and he is saying their target was the 46. So they, they were, they had a plan in place that, oh, we're going to go for it on fourth down unless we hit our target. So you're telling me that your goal was a 64 yard field goal. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, he's basically trying to say that that was the place that we had a plan and then we stuck to it. So basically, so had they gotten one fewer yard, then, then they would have gone. They had gone for it. But since they got exactly to the yard line, then they had decided to kick the 64-yard field goal. So that's where we that's where we sit with all this. Again, circling back to our hour one pro tip, maybe pay attention to some of these coaches because some of these guys might be in over their head. And I'm not again, I'm not judging this guy after one game, but we certainly at least have a have something to build on here to where we can be like, maybe this guy is not sharp at all, or okay, he had one. He had one kind of bad debut. So he's going to be at home this week. Mm-hmm. Home debut uh, yeah. as a head coach. Double-digit favorite against the Houston Texans, who we know just had a tie with the Colts week one. What's your instant yeah. view analysis as we go ahead and look to week two? I mean, I think it's right. Again, like we talked about this. They, they got to the one-yard line twice and fumbled twice. They got to the th- they had no problem moving the yeah, ball. Yeah, they got to the three-yard line and had to settle for a field goal. I mean, like there, there's – they should have won the game. They should have won the game probably and covered and everything, you know, everything else. It was just they couldn't execute whenever they got into the red zone. And, like, that's going to be a big problem because if they can't call plays that get them into the end zone, this is a thing. There are teams that are better in the red zone than other teams. There are teams that excel whenever they get down into the red zone and teams that don't. And so if you're settling for three when you should be getting six and it's a and it becomes a, a thing, it becomes a habit with this team, then – it's going to be one of those teams that, one, we're probably going to be looking at for unders and another team mm-hmm. that we're going to be looking at that maybe to, to fade as we head down the stretch. And to the Broncos' credit, I thought in the first half their defense looked very soft, and they came to play in the second half. A, a name that we didn't even hear at all in the first half was Bradley Chubb, mm-hmm. and obviously he turned it into a second gear, uh, held them scoreless, and they just couldn't get over the hump. And by the hump, I mean the goal line. So it'll be interesting this week with the Texans. What do you think of Davis Mills? You know. He's fine. He's, he's fine. He's, he's fine. He's like, you know, he's he's fine. He's not terrible, but he's not good either. All so right. you just kind of like, you know. Double digits at mile high. You're not laying it, but he's would, middle of, you like, think He's middle right. of the pack. And honestly, he graded out pretty well. And, and I, I think that this team is going to be one of, another one of those teams that's just going to be annoying to other teams that they play. Like, they're going to be that team, kind of like the Lions, that you're just never going to get a – an easy you're never mm-hmm. just going to cruise like it's they're they're just going to be just annoying enough to where you're sitting there going like oh man are they really going to like backdoor me here or like whatever like I think it's going to be always I think you're always going to be feeling well I know we talked about it a little bit already in teaser Tuesday but the Lions in the favorites role it's not something that we're very accustomed to seeing and they're two and a half point favorite against the Washington commanders this week I'm not sure how I feel about it you might go the other direction I don't know because I you tried to talk me out of the commanders in the teaser yeah. there. 
I know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, it's it's. But that was one I was kind of considering. No. They could keep it within range. Well, I mean, again, it's it's a. I I don't know about this total. Too. Like, so this total's been bet up like a ton. And I understand that their Lions rallied to score a bunch of points. Kind of. I'm not going to call garbage it garbage. Time. I'm not going to call it garbage time. But I will. I will say that the Eagles were up 17, and so they were probably playing a little bit softer, right? I mean, right. like, and so it wasn't they're necessarily. Not, at that point, they're not playing to win the game. Yeah, they yeah. already felt it was. Yes, yeah, so like I'm not, I'm not saying it was completely garbage time scores by this Lions team, but certainly probably against like softer defensive calls and things like that. So I, I, I'm 49, 48 and a half seems at least a little bit rich, but Hey, look, let me, let me let these people continue to bet this thing up. And then maybe it's an opportunity to come in on the under, I mean, listen, it's one week, but you, you mentioned Davis mills. He was the 12th graded quarterback in the NFL. What a world we're living in. In 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 week number one. And again, it's it's only week number one, but it was, you know, ahead of guys like Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan and Marcus Mariota and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson ahead of all of those different guys. So I mean, you know, there's he he's not again, he's fine. He's okay. Fine. Speaking of fine, we have two. Fine quarterbacks going head to head this week as well. The Joe, the Kobe Brissett led Browns. Oh my gosh. Again, me being paid to speak, not going great today. But I'm going to let you just start that over. Let's do the whole lead. Led Browns. There we go. Hosting Mm -hmm. the Joe Flacco guided Jets. Mm -hmm. Very intriguing matchup. Browns laying near a touchdown in this game at home. So, one of the interesting things for me, and we were kind of talking about. Unfortunately, that your your survivor entries are, are no longer with us, but there is you know some strategy that kind of goes involved with us. The reason I said I was going to play the Saints in Week One was because I don't think there's a ton of future value with that team, and I'm trying to win. And so, are you telling me that you're targeting the Browns and Survivor? Is that where you're going with this? It is on the short list. I caramba. So it is on the short list. It is it is on the short list. In because if you look at the Browns, it's wow. like I don't know when else you're gonna. I don't know when else you're going to play the Browns because it's one of those things where you get the Jets, one of the weaker teams in the NFL, and you're going to say, like, well, you could wait until Deshaun Watson comes back. Well, I need to make it to week 13. Like, before, so, I mean, it's like I can't wait around a week 13 to have the Browns. Well, and like, what did we talk about, though, with, with survivor strategy in general, too? Sometimes it's better to fade a bad team versus then bet on a good team. Yeah. And, I mean, the biggest winner of the weekend was the Ravens. If you look at this Brown schedule, they will not be this big a favorite again until maybe, depending on how bad the Texans end up being, like that's the week Deshaun Watson comes back and it'd be a game against the Texans, right? So, I mean, like it's (laughs) – I love love how the NFL is set up this year. So, I mean, like they will not be – they will not be this big a favorites again until then. And so, it's kind of like I at least have to consider them this week. And it's – I, it's going to be gross and I'll have to hold my nose and just punch the button and then maybe not watch the game, you know, like, because that would just be the worst sweat ever. But that's kind of one of, that's one of the three teams that I am considering this week. Who are the other two? Or are you saving that for later? Raiders, we can say, okay. Raiders and Bengals. So Raiders taking on the Cardinals. So that's an interesting mm-hmm. matchup. The cards are getting four and a half. Six. Six. It's as gone we up speak that much. Right now. Yes. As we speak right now, Sheesh. this thing has the Raiders have been getting a ton of support in this game. So that surprises me a little bit just because obviously we saw a lot of flaws on the Raiders side as well. The Cardinals looked awful, but I mean, the, the Raiders didn't exactly look like the team that we've anticipated them to look. Yeah. Like. I actually think that they, I mean, 
with all the miscues, I mean, like three 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 turnovers from from Derek Carr is like very abnormal. One of the things he is really good at is is protecting the ball, and like they were still in a position to win that game, right? I mean, like they were still in a position where they could have won that game late, despite basically trying to hand it to the to the Chargers. And that's and so, a team we both have power rated very yeah, high. Yeah. Tease, tease to next segment. Hang around, hang around and see how we close out the show. So I think that this is, and again, so I'm trying to look at these teams that I want to target where I think that the situation when they're getting this team is never going to be better. And like, I can't imagine a better scenario right now than the Raiders at home against a Cardinals team that doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins, likely won't have Rondell Moore. If JJ Watt decides to play, he hadn't been, he hadn't practiced in a month. Like this whole, he had the COVID and then the, the, the calf injury. So like, he would be he'd be playing after having not played football in a month to get out there and do this. So like this seems like just the perfect storm to use the Raiders against uh, the the Cardinals, and then kind of the same scenario with with the Bengals, right? I mean, like Cooper Rush, wide receiver room is is in shambles. They lose it, uh, offensive linemen. It's like just all kinds of stuff going on there. So those are three teams I'm considering this week. I love it, uh, and we'll take a deeper dive into circa. And just general survivor yeah. pool options later on in the week. But I'm one of the 842 people that went four and one in Circa Millions. Wowie! Yeah. All 209, right. 209 went five and zero. Oh. 842 went four and one. 1400 three and two. 1331 two and three. 737 three and one and four. And then 172 went zero oh and five. Yeah, girls in the three and two <laughs> fans. Stick around. Go. We've got our NFL power ratings coming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special lace up for week two with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to 25 bucks. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football each week and get your money back as a free bet if they score anytime. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Are you ready to power? Where'd these two hours go? For real. Honestly, it's crazy because I know you went from hosting a three-hour-long mm-hmm. show 
But I went from hosting a one-hour-long show, and I was thinking— And you thought it was going to be terrible. I was like, You were like, God, on the two, desk with that guy for two hours. Two this hours. Is the worst. Stuck with this guy. Ugh. No, but two hours, I, I really thought, I was like, this is going to feel like two hours. Gone. Not at all. Done so. I think it honestly goes by faster than my one hour because I, I have somebody to talk to. There it so is. appreciate it's you. Beautiful, um, time to power rank yes. uh, where we think NFL teams sit currently right now, top tens. These will also be fun to look at in like, 10 weeks <laughs> like, yes. to see how much we've these, like, we're going to be like, Oh my God, I can't believe I had that team. These are with. definitely things we just have to like bankroll so yeah. that we can come back and <laughs> revisit here. Uh, there were a couple notable things though, that we had overlap and one of them were our top three. So we both have the top three teams in the NFL as the bills, chiefs and chargers. Okay. So that's okay. Yes, I see that. All right. So bills, chief chargers for me. And I think if you watch this bills team, I don't think you could really argue with this. I mean, I guess maybe you could sit here and if we wanted to like nitpick some stuff, it wasn't the absolute cleanest performance, but I mean, I think you're really nitpicking this, this team to me at least is the most complete as we sit through week one in the NFL. I can't believe I'm sitting here saying this in week one, you know, everyone knows all the preseason stuff. I was saying I was down on this chiefs team, but after we, after one week, what we did see is Patrick Mahomes go out and he didn't struggle the same way that he did in the early weeks last year mm -hmm. with what these defenses were throwing at him. You can tell that when they sat back in the two deep, he was able to, he was okay with dinking and dunking. And then when they blitzed, he's always crushed the blitz. And so if he's going to be able to do that, yes. if he's going to be able to continue to be Patrick Mahomes against the blitz and then also be super patient and like, Oh, you want to sit back and whatever. Okay, fine. I'll take the five and six yard passes and things like that then I think they're going to continue to be dangerous. 360 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. And didn't get sacked. And didn't get sacked yeah. either. And the defense, I think, did their job too. They made life hard on Kyler Murray uh, there in that week one game. I, I was surprised a little bit that I did end up putting the Chargers up here, but mm -hmm. I was deciding very much so. And I know I have the Vikings ranked a lot higher than you. Mm -hmm. I am like, I know I came into the year high on the Vikings, but watching that week one performance has really cemented that for me that I think that there's a lot of potential for this team moving forward. And Jefferson, what, like, how do you leave that guy as wide open as he was? Because he's already so naturally gifted and talented and has the significant route running ability, but you leave a guy wide open. Don't even cover him. Yeah, they were, they were, they did so good disguising where he was going to be and where he was lining up and the different routes that he was running. And the thing that's so great about him, as you mentioned, just his versatility, he can run the underneath stuff. He can still get downfield. He can do basically everything that you need him to do. So, I mean, we're not that far off. You have them fourth. I've got them sixth. It's kind of like you put, you put the Rams up there. It's kind of like picking nits a little bit here, you know, <laughs> with, with, with all this. I mean, it's yeah, I put, I still put the Rams at four because I think on a neutral field, if they were playing, I would still probably after week one. Now in week four, this thing could completely change how I view these teams. I think, you know, this week, if they're playing on a neutral field, I'd probably still look towards the Rams. And, and that's the same thing with the Bucks. And like, this was at least a little bit harder for me because the Vikings and the Bucks, I think at five and six, I could have flip-flopped either way. Um, I don't think that I would favor either one of these. I think this would be a complete coin flip for me and we would just kind of move on. And, and I don't have a real strong opinion on the Bucks Vikings, the difference in these two teams. The only thing would be the Vikings defense, I think at least a little bit. I didn't like the fact that again, you know, Patrick Peterson gets roasted in that one in, in that one play that literally again 
Don't know if it would change the outcome of the game. Probably not. But, I mean, certainly would have changed the tone at least a little bit if they come out after that score and then first play, touchdown, you know, 70 mm-hmm. yards down the field. And it, it just – it would have – it could have – and I, it certainly let the air out of the balloon for Aaron Rodgers, right? You saw his face after, like, that pass got dropped. And it looked yeah. like he was just like, uh, you know, get me to the sidelines. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Um, so I, like, I know that wasn't I know that wasn't a Green Bay offense of old, but I still think holding Aaron Rodgers to seven points is significant for mm-hmm. a defense to do. Um, my, my similarity there versus flip flopping the Bucks and Vikings was the Bucks and Rams for me mm-hmm. because obviously. Tampa beat an overmatched Dallas team mm. week one, and they are going to be brutal the rest of the way, especially now that they don't have Dak Prescott already. We were questioning yeah. if they were legit or not coming into this season, but I feel like something's missing. Oh, I do with too. Tampa. Oh, I do too, for sure. And that, that, that person that's going to be missing this week could, uh, could cost them this game. I <laughs> yes. mean, seriously, like I, I, Chris Godwin is one of the un, like most underrated. And I know there's a lot of people out there saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Julio Jones, while Julio Jones looked good on some of the plays, did you see how gingerly he got up on several, like several different times after these routes? It's like I've gotten to the point now with Julio Jones, and I understand okay, people aren't injury prone. Okay, but every time he runs a route down the field, like I'm worried that he's going to then go to the sidelines uh-huh. with like a pulled hamstring or whatever, or that, some kind of that wide receiver core. Given the injury history that yeah. they all have had, is like one wrong step away from being the Packers wide receiver room. Like every, I was, I was, I had no, I had no skin. Well, I, I, I had bet the Bucks, but like I had no skin in like Julio Jones's like right. performance or anything. Like, but he's like he'd run a route and he'd be like, oh, is he gonna get up? Is he, oh, okay, <laughs> oh. he got, oh, he got up, he got up, he good. Woo, we get another play out of him, you know. But yeah, so I, I'm with you there. And listen, this Bucks team, that's why I'm saying this is gonna be so interesting from week to week for us to compare where these things, because like mm-hmm. the Bucks could fall off of our list after this week. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in theory, if the Saints go out and and win this game against this Bucks team. I don't see a way that we could probably keep them in the top 10, considering there's so many teams I think that are right on the doorstep of coming. In the there was 10. another commonality mm-hmm. with both of our lists as well that I thought was significant. No 49ers, no Colts and no saints for us mm-hmm. in the top 10, all knocking on the door, yes. but not able to get in. We both have the Eagles sitting at seven. And I think that this is, you know, kind of with our priors, our convictions coming in, thinking they were going to win that division as it was anyway, them coming out, having a good showing there in week one, I think that the score wasn't necessarily indicative of how the game went. It felt like the Eagles won that game by like three touchdowns, but like somehow it was a three-point game. How do I know this? Because I had them <laughs> minus three and a half. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's how You're I know better. this. And, and so I mean, but it was it, it felt like they were just in control of that game the whole time. Cincinnati coming in at eight. I don't th- you know, and you you've got them at nine. We didn't penalize them for a game in which like, look, they Joe as bad as your another team that didn't didn't play anybody in the preseason, that Joe Burrow was out with the appendectomy stuff and all the things like that. Even with all the turnovers, even with all the offensive line woes, we're an extra point. I mean, like yeah. a missed extra point. They were going to win the game. They stepped on a rake yeah. to open the season and still yeah. almost won the game. And still won. Yeah. And like, I mean, like it's, it's nobody is picking McPherson to miss an extra point and nobody's picking him to miss a 29 yard field goal, you know, both to win and this game. And I don't game. foresee that happening again. It was like right. a lot of situations that we don't expect to happen again. Right. And we do, I think the, again, the primary thing, and we talked about this a lot earlier in the show is that once that offensive line starts to gel mm-hmm. and we do believe they will gel, you're not going to have yeah. nearly as many of these issues. And I think this is also us kind of sticking to our guns for stuff that we talked about leading into the season. And also that we've talked about earlier in the week is, is not getting so caught up in what happened in week one mm-hmm. that you get totally away from your priors, that you get totally away from your convictions that you had on these teams coming into the season. And so we're not letting one game 
really cloud and overreact what we what we see here. Which is as evidenced by you having the Broncos mm -hmm. at number 10 on your list and I have the Packers at yep. number 10 on mine because I'm giving Green Bay a little bit of a benefit of the doubt here. They're right. a slow starting team. You've got rookie young receivers and really, really elderly ones. Yes. <laughs> as I say, it's like yes. Randall Cobb's not that much older than me. But he's it's out fine. there on his rascal <laughs> three-wheel scooter. Like on this, by week eight, yes. he's going to be running routes in like a souped up rascal. But I expect things will come together a little bit. And also we both have the Ravens um, in our top 10. I think we both have them at eight, correct? It is. That is, I think that's the most lukewarm team maybe for yeah. both of us there because it's kind of like what did we really get because the Jets were just so outmatched like what did we really see I don't really know what we saw your there. passer rating on Lamar Jackson made me feel good about where we're sitting there and he did have 213 yards three touchdowns just one pick only 17 yards on the ground which was very surprising he didn't have the designed run game that we're accustomed to seeing yeah. with Lamar so being a little bit smarter with him but we'll keep up with these so that you know just how much we're toggling these throughout the course of the <laughs> yes. season because this is going to look like, very different next it'll week it'll be like the AP poll yeah, with yes. arrows up yeah, arrows yeah. down okay it, Okay, we got to wrap up our two like we always do here at VSIN with our pro tips. And this one actually comes compliment of our guy, Jonathan Von Tobel, who joined us earlier, talking about how your basic box score doesn't always tell the story of how good or bad a team was in a game. And you need to account for that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is one of those things where if you really want to start taking this more seriously, just scanning the box score seeing the the score and then all they do is show you who the high passer was and the mm -hmm. high rusher and the high receiver and then you just kind of move on it doesn't really tell the whole story all the time like really start digging in looking at what does yards per play look like if you want to go to some of the more advanced statistics stats out there they're all i mean they're free you can go to next gen stats you can go mm -hmm. to these different places and find some of these other and things and figure out what were these teams really doing during the and game and we see that in other sports as well look at baseball expected mm -hmm. era expected stats yeah. that stuff really helps you out uh that's a wrap for vsin final countdown today vsin prime time coming up At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.